Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. We just got done speaking with Danny Bethune about C5 Youth Foundation of Texas. Right now, we're going to turn it to a spokesperson for the organization, the one and only... Darren Woodson. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm doing great, Nick. How about yourself? I'm doing really good, man. So we tried this before. Yes, I lost a voice. Just go ahead and tell it. You had no voice. Zero voice, and I couldn't get it done. Last just as through the magic of editing, I am going to give people a taste of this. I think. No, you're not. I I might have to. Are you going to bring that back? I think that I'm going to have to do that. Darren Woodson. (laughs) It's going to come back to haunt you in more ways than you probably are familiar with already, but. Oh, we're focusing on today. Yes. You're back. You sound great. And we're going to talk more about C5. Talk to me about this organization. How did you find it? Oh, how I found it is it found me, actually. Uh, the executive, actually, Rick Covert, who is uh, chairing, how would I say that? He's either the chair or he he's a board chair uh, for C5. Took that role a couple years ago and was working with Marty Turco, who was pretty much the spokesperson for C5 at the time. Uh, Marty ended up going back to the Stars Foundation, Mm. the hockey team, the Stars Foundation, and running that organization. And there was a vacancy there. Uh, Rick Covert asked uh, if I would meet with him. Rick and I were really good friends. Uh, He's a mentor of mine. And Mm. Rick was basically going to ask me to see if he could – if I had any ideas who would want to take that role, Rick knew exactly how my situation might. Well, listen, let me, I'll say this. Next. Was this was this a ploy by him? No, because would you, Rick, would you know anyone? No. I, I, <laughs> would you maybe know anyone? I, I, look, of, of anyone that knows me, Rick knows that I have <laughs> zero bandwidth. I have a I own a software company. OK. Called Counterfine. I'm just a little plug. Counterfine. There you go. Uh, and I, I'm a partner in a commercial real estate at the at the star in Frisco called ESRP, and we do, we're do we the old stallback group, basically. All right. And my bandwidth is limited, and Rick knows that. I mean, that's one thing. He and I have had serious discussions about I'm all over the place, and it's, you know, I don't have a lot of time to do anything, and that's the reason why he didn't want to ask me. He just felt like I knew there were others in the, in the Dallas community that could fill that role that Marty left. Sure. And heard a little bit about C5 before – Rick and I met, and I remember opening up a pamphlet and seeing myself at eight years old. Mm. I, I really did. And these kids, are, are they, they start from seventh grade on, but when I was eight years old, I remember not having a mentor. No one came back into the city or into the projects, Hinton Projects or on Maryville, the, in the Maryville area of Phoenix, and said anything to me about, you know, hey, 
you know, this is what leadership is all about. This is what opportunity is all about. This is what you have to take it back. There was no one that guided me in any direction and had any leadership. Uh, my mother was my leader and, and that was about it. Yeah. And the thing that I always felt like I was missing was a male leader, mm. a male mentor at that age that I just never had. So when I opened up the pamphlet, I saw just before Rick and I met, I went, actually I went to the website and I saw and I was like, this, this is me. Yeah. I wish I had this as a kid. And uh, Rick and I sat down and he said, hey, do you know anybody? And I said, yeah, you're looking at him. I'm your guy. And it's a calling of mine. This is God's calling for me. You know, I, I've done some things in my life as far as, you know, playing with in the NFL and winning Super Bowls and championships. But that's not my identity. That's not the legacy I want to leave. I want to touch as many kids and and, and give them as many opportunities I, as I possibly can down the line. Where did that come into your life? Because as you're saying, you've got a lot going on. Yeah. You could take any spare time that you had and be selfish with it, really. Yeah. You could go fishing. You could do anything. I know this isn't the only uh, charity or nonprofit that you work with. You do a bunch of stuff for different organizations. Yeah, Make-A-Wish Foundation, United it, Way, a lot of them. Out a there. lot yes. of them. Salvation Army, yes. When did the idea for this come to you? And uh, why is it so important for you to give back, especially helping out kids? Two, two guys that really pushed me in this direction and didn't know it, know that they were pushing me in as far as giving. But Roger Staubach has been a mentor and an inspiration for me for years. And he's been in the Dallas community and has done so much for the Dallas community, whether it be United Way or whatever foundation that's out in the military foundations. He's just he's been available I'll say it to you that way. Yeah. He's been available and he's given his time and, and his legacy. Yeah. One of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, but his legacy in this area will be that he just gave and gave and poured into people. Uh, and I've always admired that Troy Aikman was the other one. And I say that because I remember playing as a teammate and being a teammate of Troy. And I remember after practice, he would spend the time with the Make-A-Wish Foundation after practice, and some of the kids from Make-A-Wish would show up. And I would, from afar, I would watch Troy give his time mm. and dedicate just you know, limited hours that he had. He was getting pulled in a million directions, but for that hour or two every week, he would sit down on a Friday with those kids, and he would just pour into them. Mm. And that, to me, that was so inspiring for me, because I just felt like, you know, this is a guy that's a hundred times busier than I ever thought about and much more famous than I ever could dream about who was still giving back. And I and I just felt like, you know, that's a part, you know, that's what I want to be like. I, I, I want to be a person that gives back and not just for selfish reasons, but gives back just uh, from the heart and, and and willing to give my time and, and to see the, the change in people. Uh, that's that's always been a, a huge part of me, and, and I've always wanted to give back on that. C5 is an organization that helps kids to become leaders. The organization does a really good job. They kind of do this by providing mentorship yes. and helping them move along. You've already mentioned it a few times that you're a big believer in mentors. Mm -hmm. When did the idea of mentors come into your life, and how has that affected who you are? Well, the mentor came into my life my freshman year at Arizona State, and his name was Lovey Smith. He didn't know he was a mentor at the time. He was my coach. So I, I, get dra I get recruited by Arizona State and many other colleges. I chose Arizona State, and my position coach was Lovey Smith. And I never had a male mentor. My mother worked two jobs. 
uh, all day long. She did, and raised four kids, and we all went through school and made it through high school. A couple of you know, my brothers went to the military. My, my sister graduated from college. I graduated from college. But my mother was like it for me. She was it. But as you know, it's you know it's one thing to to have a mother that raised you, and she did a great job. But as a young boy, as a young man, to have another man step in and take a fatherly role is what I was missing yeah. at the time. And I made it to Arizona State, and Lovey Smith was there in that role, and he made me uncomfortable. I was going to ask if yes. you were receptive to it at Absolutely first. Absolutely not. Because a lot of times people have a pushback on that. Absolutely. I mean, I didn't know what time meant. I was always late for everything <laughs> as a kid. Okay. And it's something that my mom's still dealing with. She's late <laughs> for everything. And I get to Arizona State and and Coach Smith, I can't even call him Lovey. I got to call him Coach Smith. There you go. Coach Smith, it, it was a guy that didn't, time was everything. You didn't. He, the meeting started when he showed up. If the meeting started at 8 o'clock and you showed up at 8 o'clock, well, you were late because he showed up at 7.50 and he walked in the door. So you better be there 30 minutes before the meeting started. And it was just – he just instilled time into me. And not to be late – if you were late for class, you ran stadiums. Uh-oh. If you uh, weren't unwilling – if you were unwilling to do certain things, he made you do it, whatever it was. And being uncomfortable in that situation at 18, 19 years old – really taught me a lot in life. And and I think that's the one thing I, I've always tried to instill in my kids is I'm going to make you uncomfortable. And even at C5, with the kids at C5, I want to make them uncomfortable. I want them to speak and have to be in positions where they don't feel like, oh, my God, I'm, not, I'm, I'm way outside of my comfort zone. That's where you start to see success and you start to see greatness. It really seems to be a thing that C5 focuses on, that yes. idea of making kids do a thing that they're unfamiliar with. But they have to do it. They will go through that process, and then that's when they start to learn. That's when they start to grow. That's when they start to become a leader, which is what C5 is really trying to push these kids into doing. You said that something very small, being on time, uh, helps you to grow and start the process of being the person that you became. Do you think it's smart to start with small things? Yes. It's it's the small things, the smallest things, and you can meet these milestones Look, I, I'm a big believer in, yeah, you set your goal and you want to, you know, set the, the biggest goals you want to set. Mm-hmm. But you also have to set milestones in the process. And you have to achieve those milestones. And you, and when you achieve those milestones, count them as wins. Is that how you played? Absolutely. Is that how you looked at your career a- as a player? Absolutely. There were I always set milestones in the way. Did I want to be the best safety in the league and, and win as many championships as I possibly could? Absolutely. And I set those 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 high expectations, put those on myself. But at the same time, I had to find wins along the way. And that those wins were be available, just available. Have the time and the understanding that if, I, if I'm available to play on the field, then I can help my team win football games. So and that's the thing that that's one of the things that people don't ever look at. They look at they look at the athlete and they say, man, he's he's such a great athlete. He can do this and this and that. But consistency is built when you are available and you play that specific game, whether it be the the, the Peyton Mannings sure. uh, of the world, the, uh, the Tom Brady's of the world. Look, I'm looking at Russell Wilson and even Dak Prescott in the last four years. He's available. And that means so much to not only his team, but the fan base as well. That's not something that I expected you to say. Is that something that you learned 
or was that something no, that you something were I taught? Le- something I learned. I learned that. I, I that was something that uh, that that was never taught to me. I mean, it was taught to me when I got into when I was 18 years old, right? Through Lovey Smith, but it's a learning process as well. It's it's you know. The demands of and I'll relay it to a football season. The demands of a football season are tremendous. You know what we see on Sundays is the finished product, but what we don't see is Monday getting up, Monday morning getting up after playing a brutal game and getting to, having twenty car crashes. Yeah, and can't get out of bed and having to wheel yourself out of bed to go get in a hot tub just to get your body loose enough to walk and get your feet in a position where they can walk for you to walk. We don't see all that. And we see the, and these guys do it every single week. And, and, pro, and NFL players aren't the only ones. Hockey players do it. They go through oh, it. Sure. A lot of different uh, people go through those. But to, get, to be available on Sunday is not just the fact that you're just going to show up. You have to get your body right, and you have to be a professional and take care of yourself through those processes. So it's the same thing in, in, in life. In, in corporate America, what just you're being talking available. about translates straight to business. Straight to business. It's like being available, being consistent. Mm-hmm. And, and, and consistency means so much. You can have a, a ton of talent, but have a ton of talent and not show up. But you could have, um, you can be half as talented, but you're just consistently available and assisting, consistently there. That means so much to to corporations nowadays. When you're working with the kids at C5 or just any kids in general, are those the kind of messages that you want to impart Absolutely. to them? Is it these kind of basic things? Are you focusing on? Is it easier for kids to understand? stuff during the playing days or is it or are they able to understand the business world where you're at now well, I, when I you're would talking say, to them what do they respond to I, I would say more so to the football world because listen they're, they're not in the corporate world but they've watched and seen Sundays they know what Sunday Absolutely. looks like so they don't know you know the glitz and glamour is not there just on the corporate side of things just yet uh, I would say they learn a lot more from that, from from that 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 part of it. But I have to break it down. I can't just sit there and say, "Hey, this is what Sunday looks." I break down Monday, and what Tuesday looks like, and us being in meetings in the NFL. From you know, you walk in in the morning at 7:30, and you're in a meeting room 95% of the day. It's like it's like school, it's like class, mm. and you go out for practice for an hour and a half of those 10-hour days. Yeah, you know, so you know, I try to break that down to them. And understand that life is about being consistent, whatever it may be. In your marriage, you got to be consistent. With your kids, being consistent. With your employer, being consistent. If you own the company, you have to show up. And there are days where you will not sleep because you have to own. You have to own it. If you're the owner of a company, it 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 stay, it stays with you. You live or die by you. And and I you know I'm trying to try to teach and and and. Put that out there for these young men and women to understand that it's like chopping wood. You got to chop wood every day. There are no days off. There aren't. And and that's the success that I'm looking to, to build upon with these kids. Is that consistency the reason why you were successful as an athlete, in yes. your opinion? Type A. Type A. I'm a little crazy. Danny will tell you, I'm, I, I can't even say I'm crazy. I'm half-ass crazy, and I, <laughs> and I know it. But uh, but that's what it takes at an elite level because you yeah. are going to run into guys that are strong, that are fast. Better. They can physically do yes. these things, but the mentality is what separates. They can't outwork me. Exactly. And I won't be outworked. And I learned that from Michael Irvin when I first came in the league. I mean, no one could outwork Michael Irvin. If I showed up at 6 a.m. for a workout, he was showing up at 5.30 a.m. He, he was different. He, he was built differently. 
and and I knew that he was not the normal guy. And I, and I'll say this, I'll give you this. When I was a kid, my mother told me that I was not normal. And this was at an early age, nine or 10 years old. My mother told me straight just to my face, you are not the normal kid. So don't don't act like everyone else. You're abnormal. God has God has a role for you. And and I to this day, I and she'll tell you to this day, I've always been that way. And it's not my identity that I've learned over the years is not because at one point in my life, I thought my identity was wrapped around football. It's not. It's not. Mm. Uh, I thought it was wrapped around uh, making money and being this, you know, world-class businessman. It's not. My identity is wrapped around the purpose of giving. And that's, it's pouring into my kids. It's pouring into kids I don't know. It's giving kids, and uh, men and women, an opportunity. I mean, that's, that's the identity that God has given. That's the purpose that God has given me. And, you know, that's the reason why I was so hurt when I saw Kobe, you know, the, 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 the plane cra- or the helicopter crash with Kobe. Yeah. What affected me so much through that situation was not so much that he was such a great athlete, because we all know his, what his stats were, and he was the, the, the black mamba, and he was aggressive and, you know, just instinctive. He can do anything on the basketball court the effect that it had on me was he was being a father. I mean, he was, I'm serious. I think a lot of people, I think that, that, that I think that's what hit everybody. That's what hit, and that, but that's the I importance. Think it was that, Nick, that is the importance of life. He was being a father, a coach. He was pouring into not only his daughter, but her teammates. And I mean, he was making a real impact on young kids. And, and, and to me, that's the part of it that, that, you know, you can you, when you go with, at some point, we're all going to meet our heavenly father at some point, man. I can't take my trophies with me. I can't. And at some point, someone's going to ask me when I hit those pearly gates, hey, who did you touch? Who did you change? And, and I want to be able to say, hey, look, there's C5 kids that I had. I played a role in. And there's a lot of other kids in this Dallas Fort Worth area and Phoenix, Arizona, that I made a difference to. When you thought about that, did it make you feel good knowing that you are doing these things or did it yes. make you want to work harder in these endeavors? It makes me want to work harder, but I, I can't do it alone. I got to have Danny Bethune. I got to have Rick Covert to show me the way. I have to have so many people uh, that are that are going to hold me accountable to things because, you know, as and I say it, and I, when I go out and I speak around the country, I am a coward. At heart, man. Seriously, I'm a coward, man. And if and if I don't have someone that's going to hold me accountable day in and day out that can actually pull me by the strings, then I'll fail myself all the time. But how, what makes me successful is I surround myself with people that will pull me up and people that I'll pull up at the same time when they're down. But I can't do this by myself. And there's no way. I don't think I've, Nick, I don't think I've done anything and been successful in anything in my life that I've done by myself. These are the kind of things that C5 is teaching. Yes. It's not that they're trying to teach them. You're a great spokesperson for the organization because you are leading by example and you are able to give these kids concrete evidence of the way that they're working and how it's actually going to benefit them. They work together in teams. Yes. They're together for a long time. They are dependent upon each other to make sure that they're successful in the endeavors that they're doing for the organization. I can see why it clicks. Yes. Yes. And it's and it's being real with the kids as well. And again, when you have leadership like 
the executive director and Danny Bethune and, and Rick Covert and so many of the advisors. It, look, I mean, it, I think a lot of par, a part of success comes in and understanding what your weaknesses are and what your strengths are. And what C5, what we're trying to do is we're trying to pour into those strengths. Look, you know you have weaknesses. We all do. Mm. But whatever your strengths are, let's pour into them. I mean, full, full forth. Just pour into their strengths. And hopefully that can guide them in the right direction. But, you know, if we, if we focus on the negativity, I mean, there's no growth in that. Let's focus on what's positive. And these kids, for us, it's not only are we going to pull them up, but we want them to pull someone else up along the way as well. Darren Woodson is the spokesperson for C5 Youth Foundation of Texas. You can find them online at c5texas.org. How long have you been with the organization? A little less than a year. I'm about, I'm about at that year milestone right now. About at the one-year mark. All right. In that time, we've been talking a lot about kind of just the idea of the organization. Let's talk about the programs and the things that you're actually doing. When you think about the stuff that the kids do at C5, what stands out to you? What are the programs that you like? Look, it starts in the seventh and eighth grade, you know, for me. And I got a chance to see this when I first came in last year, the 25-day summer camp in Killeen, Texas. And it was, uh, you know, basically it's their first and second year. It's the seventh and eighth graders that come through. And for 25 days, they're up at Colleen. Now, look, <laughs> you know, people probably within C5 are probably going to hate me for saying this, but I got up to camp in Colleen and I was like, why Colleen, Texas? <laughs> I mean, of all play, I, I know that, you know, there's a lot of camps around there, but why uh-huh. there? But then when you're there, you, you really understand that they're building leadership. And there's nothing spectacular. It's up in the mountains and up in the hills, and it's beautiful, and it's, you know, it, it's nice in that way. But you would think, okay, East Texas, where all the woods are, and there's water and all that. But they have a task. There, there, there is a, a true statement that they want to make as far as leadership. And, and you see these kids when they first get there, and they're totally different, you know, day 22 and 23. Yeah. They're a totally different kid. And I, I think there's so much focus and hyper focus on the task of building these kids and breaking them from uh, their surroundings, from being around mom and dad or or mostly mom and grandma and giving showing them a way and, and, and providing those leadership tools and, and, and classes for them. And I thought that was that was so, I mean, my kids have gone to so many summer camps and there are always these water parks and they're having a great time. This one was different, man. This was something that they're, you know, C5 is really breaking into these kids and teaching them and encouraging and building and pouring into them. And I thought that was special. You've got another program that kind of amplifies that idea. They're in Colleen. And they're there for a long, especially at that age. That's a long, twenty-five days away from mom, time. dad, no cell phones, it's no long yeah, time it's a long time for for a kid. You amp that up at a, at a certain point. I'm not sure what year it is. The freshman year, freshman okay. year, we go to uh, the Bridges Hiking Trek in Teton National Park, which is in Wyoming, and it's uh, you know basically you know it's a hiking trip. They're carrying thirty percent of their body weight on their back. So we're challenging the kids. We're challenging them not only in a physical way, but we're challenging them in a mental uh, aspect as well. And, and for me, I, I, I felt like when I when I heard about that, I was like, well, I need to go at some point. I've been to Colleen. I got to make this trip at some point down the line with these kids. Because, you know, to me, I've always looked at 
you know, if you're going to do a hiking trick, that's the physical aspect. Is it's going got to a be militaristic kind yes. of vibe to it. Yes, but it also has to do with teamwork, getting to know your group, know, understanding that you got to work together when you when you're on this this trek. Uh, how how you know how taxing is it going to be mentally? Yeah, you know, because a lot of things we we do in life, we just flat out quit. And when you go on a, a trek like this, you're not you can't quit when you have another kid pulling you up. I mean, you talk about accountability and relying on someone else when you're down yet they pull you up and when they're down you're pulling them up. You know, that's what you know Teton is all about. Teton National Park is all. Do you all think about. that's that kind of experience is that something that really separates C5 from other youth yes. organizations? Yes, because we're not cute. We're not trying to be cute. We're trying to build and trying to build leaders. And the way you build leaders is sometimes it's less in life exactly in life you have to go through the fire sometimes and and that's what we want to do with our c5 kids we want them to go through the fire and encourage them through the process you've done all this preparation with these kids from seventh grade up to when they're going to graduate getting them prepared for college and actually having them go out Mm-hmm. and figure this out for themselves. It's one of the things that really kind of caught my eye is the idea that they have to get this plan together and execute it themselves. Yes. It's a great preparation for that next step, yeah. especially when you're finally getting out of the house Road and you're going to gonna be on your own. Yeah, 15, 16 years old, basically, is their sophomore year going into their junior year. It's that road to college. It's that eight to 10-day tour of colleges around Texas. I mean, that now, to me, look, if there's one thing that I could really speak to is 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 this is the road to college because I didn't have a road to college, I didn't have when I I didn't know what college was about. Yeah, as in high school, I didn't know what my all I knew was about football, and football was going to get me to to college. That's all I knew. Now, ninety eight to ninety nine percent of the world, you have to I mean. Yours, if you're going to go to school, you have to have some type of experience going there, and I think that's where what really separates us as far as C five is we're introducing you to colleges. And give you an understanding of what a college campus looks like, what a dorm room. And you can imagine these kids, a lot of these kids have never walked a, a college campus. Yeah, absolutely. Never seen a dorm room. Don't know what the expectation is. And giving them those expectations and giving them that, that, that little window of experience means so much. Because now they can see it. Now it's tangible. Now it's an understanding of I can do this and then become that doctor that I want to be. I can go go to school here and become that engineer that I want to be a developer or whatever it may be. And that's something tangible that 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 goes so far uh, in this process. Is it the idea that these experiences reduce the fear and you're able yes. to focus on other yes. things? You, when you're, you, why take them to the Teton Valley? Why take them to Colleen? Why let them plan a trip to a college of their choice? It's the idea that once you go through this stuff, you're not afraid of it, yes. and you're able to execute, and then you can do a lot of other you, you things. You say it in a nicely way. I mean, you do, Nick. You do a great job of <laughs> spinning that. Look, I look at it as this. Sometimes you're getting knocked on your butt, and you got to pick yourself up. That's life. It's a part of life. Uh, I don't know how many times I've been knocked down, and I've had to get pull myself up, and I've been down and out, and i got to pull myself up and face the cameras and and do what I have to do, whether it be in football or whether it just be in life, simple things in life where you break up, a breakup, a bad breakup. Sure. And you got to figure out, I got to get up the next morning because you know what? The birds are going to chirp. 
cars are still going to drive down the street and people are going to move on with their lives. And that's exactly what we want to do at C5. Give you the experience of getting knocked down and showing you how to get up and encouraging you how to get up so that you can now pass that on to whomever it is and show them how to get up and, and move forward in their lives. If people want to get involved with C5, if they want to be a part of the organization, what's the easiest, best way for them to do that? Easy. Contact our executive director, Danny Bethune, at C5Texas.org. It's that simple. And let me tell you this. Danny will get right back to you and give you the information that you need. She will not slow play this. Uh, <laughs> and, and she's, uh, you know, I have so much respect for her because she's a go-getter. She's a, she's a self-starter. And, and she wants the best for these young men and women. It's an excellent organization. Once again, C5 Youth Foundation of Texas. Their website, c5texas.org. I've been speaking with Darren Woodson. Man, I really appreciate you coming back in today. Thank you very much for coming in. Oh, thanks for having me, Nick. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.